Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, and I am joined tonight by the one and only TX Andy Man. What's up, the, buddy? The one who couldn't get into the Anthem demo, <laughs> TX Andy Man. <laughs> oh, What's man. Up, dude? What, what a night it's been. What a day. It has. But you know what, Manny? I'm mm -hmm. happy to announce that the worm has turned Ooh. as we speak. Wait, oh, hold on. Here. This just in from New York. <laughs> TX Andy Man finally was able to get into the anthem demo. So, oh my gosh. so we are recording this Friday night, and the demo went live hours ago. And uh, well, you know yes. what? Let's just jump in, dude. Let's go to the news first story. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anthem VIP demo is having connection issues. Mm -hmm. So all day long, people have been trying to get in and just so many people have been having issues, just couldn't get in. So they've, they've told us that it wasn't a server issue, that they figured out exactly what the problem is and they are working on it endlessly. So yeah. people are starting to trickle in, I guess. But yeah, I, I came home from work. I think I sat down around 730 just to check and I just got in right away. So I was like, yeah, you guys oh must have been trolling all day. Yeah, you totally were, man. Uh, <laughs> no, you weren't. You were actually being really gracious about the whole thing. But yeah, dude, it was it was funny to see you. Yes, <laughs> you first tried, just jump right in, man. And you know, the thing is, I got off of work yeah. uh, at noon today. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to get home. Nobody's going to be home. I'll jump in put some you know time into anthem and then you know go about the rest of my day yeah and uh and but dude big old brick wall man like no <laughs> cannot come in i was stuck so I, at first i was getting a bunch of errors uh you know that the servers were having issues and then it let me go through that just that initial setup screen you know the the brightness and the, contra oh, the contrast yeah, yeah. and then select the you know your javelin's voice mm -hmm. or your, i'm sorry your character's voice and um and then i was stuck on that initial screen you know with the anthem logo on it and yeah. it would not move it wouldn't do anything i could i wouldn't i couldn't see it like a load bar or a percentage screen nothing so i don't i was like is it happening or like what what's going on <laughs> you know <laughs> And yeah. uh, nothing, man. It just, I couldn't get past that screen. And it was so funny, man. Of course, you know, Twitter is a flurry with activity, right? Oh my goodness, um, yeah. And there's just some, some. this is probably the best part of all of this is just the stuff people put out is so creative and so funny. Um, it is. You know, you posted, of course, you know, the whole uh, uh, Michael Jordan crying uh, uh -huh meme i guess that that picture yeah. that we always but it's it's a javelin suit with his face in the mask <laughs> part that's yeah. and then i found one that Maybe. had a, this review and yeah. it was like a review of just the loading screen you know the, the graphics are great <laughs> but the story yeah. is 
<laughs> and it's just all of it is based on that one screenshot. It's uh-huh. so funny. It's really there's some good stuff out there. So yeah, the internet's but, great. Uh, Mark Dara posted a picture, or uh, he he tweeted out, and it was basically just a, a GIF of somebody just having their head down on a desk. Yeah. Like that yeah, was like the most honest thing. Like, Oh yeah. You know what? And, <laughs> they worked and so really, hard. Yes. But you know what, dude, it's something, right? It's communication. And we spoke a little bit, um, you know, while, while we were getting set up and, and, you know, part of me, like, you know, I was telling you, you know, this is, it's a demo, right? It's the game isn't going to release anyway until the 22nd. We're just getting a little taste right now. So yeah. of course, you know, we, we want to get in there. We want to experience the game, but, um, I mean, you know, part of me is like, well, you know, we'll see what we get. But the other part of me is this is EA still, right? The same EA that, that put us through us collectively as the, the, you know, gamers, uh, battlefront, mm-hmm. uh, through, you know, the whole, uh, Andromeda thing, uh, yeah. you know, although BF5 to me was a fun game. It's a fun experience when I get to play with you guys. BF5 had its uh, uh, bumpy start and continues to go through issues. So it, this is just another thing, man. And I don't know, man. You know, it seems like they should have this figured out. Uh, you've got a little more information as far as why they're having issues. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, look, the game comes out uh, later on in February, February 22nd, correct? Yes, yes. So, you know, that's when we'll get the game. Hopefully by then all this stuff will be ironed out. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely cause for concern i guess at the very least yeah yeah i know duff barely uh was able to get in mm-hmm. and then at at the end of the first mission or something like that the game kind of crashed on him and then he couldn't get back in so yeah when i finally was able to sit down and mess around i just like changed the colors of my javelin right and then realized that that's going to be like half of the game for me is customizing my <laughs> javelin Do you Yes, it seems like you always get stuck on that part for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's the end game. It's the uh, the whole fashion frame thing, right? Yeah, the fashion. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's funny, man. Whatever. It's it's crazy. Like Twitch, um, I, I've been kind of checking out Twitch throughout the day, and they were up to almost like 300,000 people watching Anthem. And then mm-hmm. like now, it's like down to less than 50,000, and it's- right. And it's, you know, it's because the game's not working. So, yeah, yeah. But like I said, man, it's, uh, <laughs> they said it was a demo. That was what we were anticipating. It <laughs> looks like perhaps it's still maybe in uh, beta ish. Yeah. We'll call it beta ish. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, uh, it, we're stress testing right now. Right, right. And, you know, it's an old, it's a six week old version. There's, yeah, you know, take it for what it is a taste. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They should have just said, the the demo is gonna go Friday and Saturday, and then uh, because problems always happen, and then they they would have give them space to say, hey, you know what, we're doing the demo all day Sunday too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But now it's like people are gonna be like, hey, you need to extend the demo to throughout oh, the oh uh, my god throughout yeah. the Monday and <laughs> yeah yeah right so yeah we'll see yeah good but, stuff uh, right but, there you uh, go. On, a, on the plus side, if you have purchased Anthem and you decide that it's not for you, then there's some good news. Dude, yeah, you were telling me about this. This is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. So EA actually has a really good return policy for downloaded games. So I thought this was really cool because um, somebody posted it on Reddit 
a few days ago and I, I saw it and thought this was super interesting. Andy, tell us, tell us about this return policy that EA has. Well, not happy with your game? Question mark. Just request a ref- uh, refund through this form. The great game guarantee allows you to return EA game uh, full EA full game downloads, PC or Mac, and participating third-party titles purchased on Origin for a full refund. You can make a refund request within 24 hours after you first launch the game, within 14 days from the day you bought it if you have not launched the game, within 14 days from the release date if you pre-ordered the game if you have not launched the game, whichever comes first. And if you purchase a new EA game within the first 30 days of its release date and can't play it due to technical reasons within EA's control, i.e., you can't get past the, that first screen. <laughs> you can request a refund within 72 hours after you first launch the game instead of 24 hours. So seems like it's pretty uh, forgiving there, huh? That's not bad. That's pretty good. No, I, no, I know Steam has a decent return policy as well. I remember there was a game called Bless Online. Mm-hmm. And it was just this new MMO. There's a lot of hype behind it. And it was real iffy if it was going to be worth playing or not. But I did pre-order it. And then I did try to play it. And it was an absolute awful mess of a game. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting a refund from it. And um, so many people were refunding that game that, like, you know, if you could, you're only allowed a certain amount of time to actually play the game before they allow for a refund. Right. So if you go over that time, then they're like, no, you own the game. But people right. are playing it for like, you know, like 20 something hours and still getting refunds because it was so broken. Wow. But um, so it's, yeah, wow. hopefully Anthem's not going to be that extreme. Right. But um, it, it's it's probably not going to be. But I think this is really cool. I, I never knew that EA had a, a decent return, return policy for their digital downloads. And it's a it's a big contrast to like Bethesda, right? Remember oh, yeah, all that yeah. controversy about Fallout 76? Yeah. And yeah. like people were wanting to return it and they're like, no, it's a downloaded product. You can't return it. So. Right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Hope, uh, you know, every, it'll all be fine. It'll be fine, guys. Everything's going to be fine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just calm down. Hey, guys, I'm in. Everything's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So next up, Cyberpunk 2077 head writer leaves CD Projekt Red to take a position at Blizzard Entertainment. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I've played Blizzard games for a very long time, and most of Blizzard's story, although I love the lore, I love their storytelling, it's a lot of fun, especially in the the Warcraft universe, but a lot of it is oftentimes corny and kind of cheesy and stuff, and and just... You know, it's it's nothing amazing, right? And you see the the stuff like that. He he also worked on well, Witcher, Witcher three. Um, some of that writing that they're doing over there, it's 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 much different, much different than Blizzard. So right. there's been a lot of talk on the internet about um, you know, well, we don't know which project he's he's going to be working on specifically, but the hope is that he brings some life and vitality to some of the storytelling of of. Um, of a lot of Blizzard's games, and I'm hoping, obviously, for Diablo right. 4. Yeah, dude, that would be so great, man. Because, look, while their uh, stories may be cheesy, they're, uh, 
their cutscenes are pretty on point, man. They're incredible. Yeah, yeah I really I enjoy agree. those. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we remember back uh Jason Schreier had that one article about uh Diablo and um he said that they were trying to take more of a, a darker approach or to kind of go back to the roots of what made Diablo the game that it was. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of that more mature storytelling would, would fit right in uh, for this, for this writer. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So that'd be great. I'm i uh, I'm looking forward to see what, what comes from that, but you know, hopefully see the project red that they're far along that they don't, they don't need their head writer anymore. Cause well, yeah, right. He's gone. He gone. <laughs> yeah. So, so I believe, um, I think a while back they said that CD project or, uh, they said that, uh, cyberpunk was playable from the beginning to end already. So, you know, that tells me that most of the writing is. Yeah. Played. Probably pretty much. Yeah. There. Right. On to the next one, man. <laughs> Baby's got to eat. That's right. dude. <laughs> <laughs> So this next story is pretty similar to that one. Uh, Chris O'Neill joins the initiative. Mm -hmm. So Chris O'Neill, he was a senior level designer for God of War. Yeah. And the initiative, if you remember, is the new Microsoft game studio that's being led by the head of, or the ex-head of uh, Crystal Dynamics, uh, Daryl Gallagher. Mm -hmm. And this is like like a, a brand new studio for Microsoft. So they've been snagging a lot of really good a lot talent. of talent yeah right yeah for all their uh, new studio acquisitions and everything oh yeah and back mm-hmm. in october the uh the former rockstar technical director tom's uh shepherd mm. he went over to the initiative yeah so now we have this senior level designer of god of war chris o'neill going to the initiative so man that is that is super exciting I am looking forward so much to seeing what the initiative has to offer. Yeah, what they're going to put out, man. That's a that's a lot of really good talent that they have. That's good pedigree. Absolutely, yeah, yeah top so. notch. And they're they were dubbing the studio as like not not triple A but quad A. Oh, which is <laughs> it's like all star. Yeah, all star yeah. team. That's right. Yes, and while it looks like they are they are making quite the investment into this this new studio, the initiative. So. I'm excited, man. I think that's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to hear something, but I don't, I don't think we're going to hear anything for a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just collect, they're just not collecting their talent. So they still got to put, you know, they still got to brainstorm and come up with, with ideas, but that's, you know, the, the quality of stuff that, uh, you know, both rockstar, um, and, uh, you know, O'Neill having worked on God of War, you know, yeah, that definitely um, speaks to hopefully what what could come down the line from uh, from that studio. So it'll it'll be interesting, man. It will be interesting, and I'm I'm you know I'm kind of uh, and it's the obvious prediction, but I'm I'm predict- predicting like a, a real uh, story focused single player game. Mm-hmm. you know kind of in the vein of of god of war and yeah and um you know i just think the microsoft has this opportunity right now to create like a masterpiece with all of these amazing talented people mm-hmm. so that's what i'm hoping for we'll see and i i i don't know i seriously doubt we're going to hear anything 
this year, yeah. but maybe next year or the, or the year after, because I mean, you know, games take a really long time to make sometimes. Yeah. So Andy, let's jump into the main topic. Let's do it. The division two, they mm-hmm. are coming out. They're releasing in the month of March. So we're starting to get all kinds of information, new information pouring in from all over the place. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, so they're bringing some substantial changes to the, to the franchise. And, you know, obviously their goal is to make a really worthy sequel. Mm-hmm. So we learned back in E3 2018 that Ubisoft was emphasizing the end game. They kind of made their presentation. They revealed that they're working on the division two and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of knew that already, but it was, it was their major focus to kind of push the fact that they are focused on making the end game experience have like this really long tail and to be very enjoyable and deep so that people could invest their time into it to be a, a, a franchise that was mm-hmm. worthy of giving your time. Right. And just to recap, Manny, we'll recall from the division, the first one, uh, after the dollar virus, America struggles to rebuild. Uh, and among uh, New York, one of the other places that was struggling um, was Washington, D.C., uh, which is the setting for uh, the Division Two, um, and we are finally out of the perpetual snor- snowstorm that was <laughs> New York. Um, so we get to finally see a little sunlight, maybe some spring weather, you know, some greenery. Um, Man, I'm I'm happy for that, dude. Yeah, I was. Yeah, for sure, I man. liked it. I mean, did you like the, the how it was like forever winter? In New York, I mean, it was cool at first, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the, I, it, it, for me, the fact that it was uh, winter added a lot of, um, obviously, you know, that the the environment definitely added feeling to to the uh, to the to the game, right? Like, I almost yes. it, like yeah. I was gonna joke, I was gonna say a joke, and you know, I always feel like felt like wearing a parka when I was playing the division, you know, cause uh-huh. like really kind of sucked you in. And, and I don't know, for me, third person games, you know, you get to see more of the characters. It's more like you're, I don't know, dude, I, j- I get a little more immersed just because, you know, first person always, it feels like it cuts off peripheral vision for me. And third person, okay, while you yeah. can see your character, I feel like you can see more realistically, right? Like you can, you can see all around you, you know what yes. I mean? So um, the fact that it's snowing, it just kind of sucked me into the game a little more. But that being said, uh, it is going to be nice to be in a different setting, no longer in winter. Finally get to wear some shorts, man. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my cargo shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like the winter. I thought it added a lot to the whole like the ambience of, of the whole city of New York and yeah, I felt the same way. Like it, I felt like it just like really just brought me into the world, into the fact that like you know there was this this plague, right? Like people were were dying all over the place, and you know it's like it just felt like they, you were a part of this world. I think it really worked, mm-hmm. but it just went on forever. Like yeah, no, it was right? like the yeah. endless winter. And so like yeah, I I think it's a a really really good change and a smart change to kind of uh, move the seasons. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, like, it would have been cool, just kind of, you know, looking back, it would have been cool if the seasons changed with 
the actual seasons, right? That were happening. Mm, um, that would have been, yeah. That would have been a nice addition, you know, to, to be able to, to have that experience. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, the good thing is we're in the sun now, so. Yeah. <laughs> so gameplay-wise, the game looks very, very similar to The Division 1. And, I mean, this could be good or bad. I mean, look at Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Basically, visually, it, it was the same game, right? Even, like, the character right. creation was pretty much the oh, same. yeah, and, right. So I, I do know they did say that they are adding, like, more faces or whatever. So it's so it's not going to be exactly the same. But um, I think it's going to be super familiar. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, hopefully. Well, we did. We did get to see a lot of the gameplay and you know, a lot of content creators have gotten to get their hands on it. So um, it appears like the improvements, they are making steps forward on what they had with the Division 1. So I don't think that we'll be experiencing what we experienced with, um, you know, with Destiny going from 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, they tried something new. Overall, I think it, it didn't work for most people. I stuck with the game, you know, but, but I mean, I'll... I'll be honest with you, you know, the, the, the second one wasn't as, and we're, I'm talking Destiny here, wasn't as fun as the first one because, of, you know, for many reasons, right? One one of yeah. the biggest ones for me is a lot of my friends dropped off. So um, yeah. if, uh, if the division can, you know, obviously learn from that, then, you know, that shouldn't be the case. And, you know, they've got the additions of the, uh, what is it, the classes, Manny? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So they've got some really good additions. They are growing their game. And they the are. fact that they're adding, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get into it here, you know, some some um, new uh, endgame content uh, even makes it more exciting. So it sounds like they're heading in the right direction with this one. I don't I don't think we'll experience, you know, a, a Destiny, a Destiny, Vanilla Destiny 2 mm-hmm. uh, situation, so... So we're we're still running around the city. We're still fighting like other humans and farming them for loot. So like the core, the core of the division is kind of the same, but I mean, I think that's fine because it worked and it was a fun, it was a, right. a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, we stuck with the division for a long time and I know Bridget and, and Papa Los, they stuck with it even longer than we did. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, um, after they made all the changes and kind of, like revamped a lot of things and um you know took people's feedback and just fixed stuff like Mm -hmm. i I couldn't get back in i felt like i was just too far behind and there was too many things for me to like keep track of and stuff so i just uh, i never came back really yeah so i mean i think with all the changes that they're bringing like the different location too and the, the whole different season right i think i think that all really helps so you know because of all that i i think i'm looking forward to it again i'm 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 ready for another division experience for sure man for sure mm-hmm. me too but some of the things that we've we've learned about the division two just kind of by a by way of reminder um they introduced those classes those specializations right. that you mentioned mm-hmm. there's the the sharpshooter the uh, de- demolitionist and the survivalist so each of these specializations they center around a, a special weapon and that weapon kind of gives them like their own theme right so it's kind of it's kind of like Ubisoft's uh, take on classes, right? So, so you you kind of build your character around a class as opposed to just having the exact same person that just has different gear. So I th- I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's a really exciting change. 
also this actually this this next one that you're going to talk about is the one I'm really looking forward to. Oh man, yes. Yeah. So so yeah, they they're so careful careful to emphasize the end game. And a part of that, like right up front center, as soon as they finish their specialization introduction at their E3 presentation, they said that there's going to be full on eight player raids. Yeah, dude, that's going to be awesome, man. And to see how exactly that's uh, that's going to play out, man. I'm really pumped about that. I think so. And I think, you know, Destiny's done an, an amazing job with introducing console players to what raid environments are like. Mm-hmm. And the kind of fun you can have with an organized group of people. So definitely, definitely, I'm sure Ubisoft has learned from their own experiences with the Division One, but also from looking at what other people are interested in. Um, so, so I'm, I am like very intrigued by by doing an eight person raid on a console. And you know, it's definitely. it's it's cool because now you do have these. Uh, like these classes or these specializations. So you could actually use, uh, you could actually play a specific role in that raiding environment. Right. And in destiny raids, I, I do like, you know, you're all different. You're either a Titan or a hunter or a warlock and you're each mm-hmm. have your own super and you have your own kind of utility or whatever. But for the most part, it's just like, you know, you wait for the damage phase, the damage phase comes out and you just let loose your gale horns, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Once you've optimized, then it's yeah. everybody's pretty much using the same strategies, right? Exactly. For the most part. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how they can maybe diversify that for us, yes. hopefully. Yes. And, and you mm-hmm. know, you, you have a much bigger or be- even better uh, raiding background, right? Because you did a lot of wow and like huge raids that took a long time right so yeah, a lot of yeah I, I've, I've done a lot of back at, back in my day yes a right. bunch of warcraft rating right yeah <laughs> so that'll that'll uh you know to get your take on how they do that and you know you always have an interesting um you know opinion about about that sort of thing me i usually just like tell me where to shoot can i break things yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah dude uh, i'm excited man i'm really excited to see what they do with this yeah, me too. Um, they did tell us that they already have three DLCs planned for as uh, soon as, you know, the the game comes out and yeah. all the content is going to be free. They're going to keep everybody together. So that's Except always awesome. Except your backpack obvious- space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's going to be uh, microtransactions as always. Right, right. But, you know, all this stuff, all this right. stuff, we knew about this back in, in March e3 2018 for sure so yeah, some yeah. of the newer information that's right. been coming out um you know we've been getting info from like all the all the great uh, uh division youtubers like uh markle style mm-hmm. and even eric's game and yeah. he's getting back into the division and stuff and there's like mm-hmm. game informers got, got a podcast and they've got all kinds of cool information coming out so some of that is about like the dark zone mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about the dark zone and uh some of the PVP modes that they're introducing here. Let's see. The dark zone's really different. Remember like in New York, the dark zone was like in the center of the map. If you want to go from one side to the other, it was just always there in the way. So what they yeah. decided to do this time was to divide up the dark zone and have actually three separate dark zones in the corners of the map. Nice dude. So I, I think that's super interesting because uh, each of them, they're going to offer like a different play exterior, um, play experience. 
Is it like so try harder, try harder, and try hardiest? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, they they told us that like one of them focuses on like longer sight lines, and another one is more of like uh, close quarters. So they're right. wanting to make the playstyle and experience in the dark zone uh, unique from one another. Right. So that's that's pretty interesting. I like that idea, and I think it can work really well. So nothing yeah, that but sounds, positive for me for that. Right. You know, I was never really a huge fan of the Dark Zone for obvious yeah. reasons. And if you played Division One, you'll you'll know what uh, what we're talking about, especially oh, the man. initial version of the Dark Zone. Yes. Um, so I don't see myself going in there too much. Um, the times that I did end up getting in there later on was when Bridget was with me because that that girl, like you said, stuck with that game and she was geared out, bro. Like she, mm-hmm. man, I like it was. I just jumped in that cozy little backpack and didn't come out for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see how they do with this one. Yeah, like. Yeah, if the the dark zone and the division one, if you weren't in there from the beginning with a group, and then you go in there late, then yeah, you're gonna get outgeared. You're gonna get outplayed pretty oh, yeah, quickly. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It turned into a bad experience. That was one of the main complaints. Yeah. So what another change that they're doing is that not all the gear is contaminated. So you'll actually be able to find oh, okay. new good gear that's yours as soon as you pick it up. Which nice. is, which is cool yeah, because yeah. What, what I hated was, you know, you'd work hard. You'd, you know, you could work for like a whole hour just trying to find stuff and do things. And then you try to extract and then some dude just like kills you at the last moment and steals all your stuff. Oh, dude, that's the worst, man. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that happened all the time. Right. So, yeah, there's going to have some gear. I mean, yes, some still will be contaminated, but. It's nice to kind of leave um, not being like empty handed. You can leave with some stuff. So that's pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. They're making some tweaks also to the whole rogue system. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is that you're you're going to have the opportunity to kind of uh, do these other like little crimes. Like you can steal loot boxes and take all the loot and, and then be uh, be flagged as like a thief or whatever. And then you run around, you find these terminals that you can hack that'll ultimately lead to like a special safe house for you to get out. So, Mm -hmm. so it's like this, this different little mini game. It's not just about killing somebody going rogue. And then there's this crazy manhunt. There's these other little options where you could still go rogue without going like full on murder mode. Bananas. Yes. Total bananas. Gotcha. (laughs) Nice dude. Another change that is super crazy is that uh, damage in the dark zone is being normalized. So what that means is that it doesn't matter what gear you have, no one can ever outgear you. You always yeah. have a fighting chance. And that, that doesn't mean that all those set bonuses you worked hard to collect, that it doesn't mean that those are all of a sudden worthless. Because right. they still work. They still give you a good combat advantage. You're just not going to be like an unkillable beast like you are in Division oh, 1. Yeah, exactly. Oh, at the beginning. At, yeah, the, at the very beginning, of the, uh, that's what, that's I think what ruined uh, that experience for folks, man. Yeah, that's what ruined it for me at the beginning. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. you know, I wasn't able to play 24-7. And by the time I got to the Dark Zone, mm-hmm. I was just getting black eyes every day. 
<laughs> that's no fun, Manny. It's no. No one man. wants to do that. No. I think it will encourage people to kind of uh, participate in the dark zone a little bit more, and uh, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, yes, if you just happen to be one of those people who works really hard to just what do you mean those people? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you just work super hard to get mm-hmm. all the best gear and stuff. Okay. And you just don't like this idea of having it normalized. You like to be right. powerful and strong. You like that yeah. wild craziness I, about the I dark I like to side. crush noobs, man. What's exactly. Wrong with, what's wrong with pub, pub stomping? Well, they're actually adding a thing called um, an occupied dark zone. Ooh. What that means is that on a rotation, one of the three dark zones is going to be called occupied and what that means is that there's no limits so gear oh. power absolutely uh-huh. matters friendly oh. fire is turned on it is it is that wild dark zone mode that people really really love yeah oh my gosh dude I, that i'm do you mean so do not enter at your own risk yes enter at your own risk enter at your Andy own peril. and Manny. this is not yes. for you that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because like the dark zone, the way it is in the division one right now, and, and this whole uh, occupied dark zone mm-hmm. that appeals to me so much. Like I absolutely love that. But the problem is I don't have any time. Like yeah. I don't have time to like make an amazing character and go mm-hmm. in there, you know, to, to, to match what I'll find. So it's like, so I can't do that. I can't play like that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it requires too much of a time commitment. So, it but does. it's nice that they have the options now. They listen. Exactly. Right. They listen. Exactly. Yeah. So, so actually, the whole normalized zones, mm-hmm. the the other two, mm-hmm. that actually sounds pretty fun. You know, right. I would love to go in there and and just you know be able to depend on my own skill, my own gunplay to win fights, and right. I, I, that's super appealing. So, heck yeah. So let's talk about a couple of the PVP modes that they're adding as well. Uh, one of them is called Skirmish. It's just team deathmatch, and mm-hmm. the match ends when one team runs out of tickets. I imagine those are like revive tickets. Well, I think they're just lives. Oh, okay. So I, I think you just respawn uh, if you if you get totally taken out, but but you could only your team can only die so many times. Then after that, it's over. Got but it. it's you know yeah. team deathmatch, always fun. And then uh, domination, it's basically a control mode. So you capture and you hold an area and, you know, score points that way. Pretty standard stuff. But what I think is funny is that you have, uh, in these modes, you have your whole kit active. So basically somebody was uh, complaining that like you have your whole team and everybody specs to have your, uh, the drone. And then the drones just kind of, find like a straggler and they just pick off the straggler and they're really hard to hit and take down. So uh-huh. if you have a whole team of drones coming after you, then it kind of sucks a lot. So yeah, right. I thought that was actually pretty funny. We can all be drones. Yes. Attack of the bumblebees. <laughs> I have not had a chance to play. They're having like their whole alpha thing going down. And, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people have, and like we mentioned, uh, Marco style, he has a great division YouTube channel. I definitely recommend checking him out. But yeah, some of the things that he talked about was that uh, the weapons, they feel really, really good. Nice. I've always enjoyed uh, the division gameplay. You know, you can build and spec out your weapon to feel better. You know, if it's kicking like a horse, then you can definitely fix that. Right. 
And also uh, all across the board, uh, the, the TTK, the time to kill has been reduced. And he says that it's feeling really, really good that way because, you know, there was always that kind of strange thing. And even in PVE where, you know, you play these games and you're shooting a monster and the monster has so much health and you just keep shooting him down until he's dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The unkillable bosses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when you're you're shooting another person, it just like something happens in your mind that feels like that tells you this isn't right. You know, he yeah. he shouldn't have to take, you know, a hundred thousand bullets. Bro, bulletproof hoodies, man. It's the it's them Kevlar hoodies, bro. <laughs> yeah, Kevlar hoodies. <laughs> yeah, so so across the board, uh, the time to kill's been decreased. So that's feeling a lot better. And I think that's those are important changes. You know, yeah, I, I think yeah, that sure. will be definitely positive um, because it's both PVE and PVP. Uh, but some of the yeah. neg negative feedback he, he gave is like uh, in the division one, you could kind of like position your character to where you're just out of a uh, line of sight, like you're just behind a wall. Mm -hmm. But then you can uh, use your scope to actually see around the wall and you can shoot people and they can't even shoot you. So that glitch, mm -hmm. that bug is actually repeated. It's it's in the division two as well. Oh no! And whenever you have a bug from one game and it's in the sequel, that doesn't make you hopeful that it's not going to be fixed or that it's going to be fixed. Right. Exactly. So that's that's kind of a bummer, especially in a game yeah. that has a lot of PvP. Yeah. And another thing that he didn't fun, like man. is that um, you get staggered from getting hit by a shotgun or a sniper in PvP. Oh, okay. I've never liked Wait, stagger so mechanics. One more time, you get staggered. Yeah, so if I shoot you with a shotgun or a sniper rifle and you don't die, uh -huh. your your aim gets thrown off, so you can't hit me back very easily. Yeah, okay, okay. So that kind of stinks, yeah. because that, that reduces your chance to respond and to right. save your life. And you mix that with a faster time to kill, then, yeah. you know, whoever gets the jump on the other person is yeah. likely to get a win, right? Yeah, it's like those Twitch shooters, so, right? Yeah, and the last thing he mentioned is, you know, it's it's a little worrisome, but he, he said movement is a lot worse in the Division mm -hmm. 2. He mm -hmm. described it as sloppy, loose, and floaty. Oh, God. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of terrain in the Division, and, you know, you can, there's that the whole cover mechanic where you could click a button and you automatically take cover. And he was saying right. that uh, that's kind of a little funky and, and it's just not working quite right. Mm -hmm. so well it's an alpha right exactly so, yeah movement I, I don't worry about as much it seems like they always figure that stuff out um but yeah. like the head glitching stuff that one yeah you know that I, that's like the worst bug mm -hmm. in any game you know when yes. someone can scope in on you and you can't hit them that's like the worst yeah. Especially if, you know, if they're behind a box or, you know, around a corner. Yeah. So, I mean, the the question ultimately is this, like, is this enough? Is this a fresh enough take? Is this going to make uh -huh. for a good sequel or is it going to just feel like, like it was just an expansion, you know, in a different city? I mean, I, I, th I don't know, man. I think the fact that, look, the, the graphics look great. Um, the setting is completely new. Um, mm -hmm. they've got the eight, they've got game modes, improved, uh, game modes that they've had in the game and fresh new game modes 
that they're uh, introducing into this one. Yeah. So, man, I think I think it's yeah, dude. I think it at first glance it looks different enough uh, to be worthy of like a true sequel. You know, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay, especially where they left Division One uh, off at. You know, that's another game when we were talking about um, the live game uh, awards. I forgot what they called them. Oh yeah, yeah. That was another one that was kind of left off too. That a lot mm-hmm. there were there was a pretty good amount of people that were like, "Hey, this game is still supported. They're continuously updating it and making improvements to it." And so, yeah, um, yeah man, I think they did a good job with Division One, man. In the I end. think so. Yeah, yeah. In at, the end. at the end, they kind of yeah. won our hearts back. Yeah. Remember, we all kind of vowed never to pre-order a game ever again. And I've stuck to that, dude. <laughs> I, I have it. <laughs> this game is the one who did it. That this one did it to me. That, yeah. You know, Anthem. I'm really excited about. I will probably buy it. I will mm. not pre-order it. So sure. I did it with. I did it with Forsaken. I've did. I've done. This game broke me of that habit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah, but, I uh, think all the little complaints and stuff that that people have, you know, like we said, it's an alpha. Give them some time; they'll fix it. But I think yeah. uh, I think it looks like a great game. I love yeah. the specializations, the end game, everything that they're emphasizing looks really, really good. So I can't wait. Yeah, eventually when it's on uh, sale, because that one's <laughs> good. That game is getting into like okay, um, there's gonna be Anthem. I, I still have to get the Red Dead. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'll just have Bridget carry me again. It feels like the crazy game season of last year is just rolling into this year. Yeah, it's like never there's stopped. no break anymore. It never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, that is a show, buddy. What? Yeah, we did it. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and listening. If you have any feedback that you'd like to share, just hit us up on our website, gamingadventureclub.com. You'll have all the links there for our uh, Twitter, or you could send us an email. You could even set us a speak pipe. And you'll also mm-hmm. find links to our uh, our Anthem show and all of those things. And Andy, mm-hmm. actually, we have a speak pipe this week from our buddy, Thaden. So let's check this out. All right. Hey, guys, Thaden here, and I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, first, a correction about what I had said a few weeks ago about the Rainbow Six Siege Pro League scene. Uh, they've actually been pretty much doing matches every single day for the entire month of January. Uh, they were having like a, quote, super month. Um, so you, if you guys, any, anyone wants to ha- see any of those matches, uh, Rainbow Six Esports uh, is the YouTube channel. And as far as good teams to watch, G2 is widely considered to be the best or one of the best teams in the world at the moment. Uh, and they're from Europe. Uh, League of Legends news, uh, the North American League starts this this weekend. Uh, it starts on Saturday, uh, usually around three o'clock is I believe when the first game will start off. And that date being one twenty six nineteen. I know that we're going to be listening to this podcast after that, but you guys can go back to back on YouTube and see that if you want. That YouTube channel is LOL Esports. And uh, as far as teams to watch, uh, Team Liquid is, I believe, the f- favorite team to come back right now. Um, and Team Solomon is trying to make a comeback. And finally, uh, StarCraft 2 news. Uh, the DeepMind Alpha Star AI from b- being developed by Google ha- played some games against uh, some pros this past week or two. Um, and if you guys want to check it out, Loco TV on YouTube is uh, where I'd like to go and watch that. Thanks, guys, and hope you're all doing well. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you, Thaden. And th- that Thanks story about the in. whole, yeah. Thank you to our uh, esports correspondent, Aiden. Yeah, right. 
do that. Did you hear about that story? How uh, Google's developed this, basically this program that can play Starcraft. No. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty crazy, but I think Starcraft definitely lends itself to a game that a, a robot can play because it's all, all about actions per minute. It's all about almost having like certain formulas, like if then, then that. Yeah. And yeah, right. uh, I think it kind of lends itself to a, a computer program. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks, Thaden, for all of that info. And I'm actually, you know what? I think I might be into uh, in the mood to watch some esports. Ooh, that sounds good. That actually, uh, I've always had a, a great deal of entertainment just from watching high level play. Nice, dude. Well, I'll be watching some of that Rainbow Six stuff. Awesome, dude. Sweet. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon subscribers. We greatly appreciate your support. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. 